It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. As commuters headed for morning trains, the Bank of England made a bombshell announcement. It's stepping in again to try and restore market conditions following the chaos after the Chancellor's mini-budget. The bank announced at 7am it would expand buying emergency gilts amid material risk warnings to the UK economy's stability caused by dysfunction from the budget fallout. The bank said it would buy up to £5 billion of index-linked debt, known as linkers, alongside its previously announced purchase of up to £65 billion worth of conventional long-dated government bonds. It comes after the bank's first emergency intervention after the mini-budget sparked a tumble in the pound, leading to fears some pension funds could collapse. And all this now comes as the latest wage figures show a gulf between earnings and inflation and shoppers face paying £643 more per year for food. So what's on Bank Governor Andrew Bailey's mind? And why are we still not being told what the Office for Budget Responsibility thinks? Well, I'm very confident um, that the medium-term fiscal plan is is happening, uh, the detailed work is being done, and the Chancellor is confident that by the end of this month uh, that we'll be in a position to share more about the medium-term fiscal plan then. That's Deputy PM to raise coffee on BBC Breakfast. To make sense of all the finance jargon and what it means for your pocket, we're joined by Dr Grace Lorden, a Labour economist at the London School of Economics. Grace, could you break down what the Bank of England's announcement is all about? It's basically a move to regain trust in the economy. The gilts were being sold off very rapidly after the mini-budget. And by having an emergency programme like this that buys back bonds, particularly the inflation-linked gills, Bailey is hoping to stop the fire sale by pension funds, which happened right after the mini-budget. And this type of fire sale is really problematic for UK financial stability. It basically shows a lack of confidence in the UK government. And there's very real effects of this that will push up borrowing costs for the government and for consumers as well. So what Bailey is really trying to do is to signal confidence that the UK can repay the debt. It's worked, which is good news. Guilt yields are now back to where they were, but only just after the mini-budget. So I think what happens next is going to be crucial. Why has the economy suddenly gone so haywire? Well, I think the mini-budget went right against what people expected monetary policy to do in situations where demand is too high and inflation is escalating. And I think this was exasperated by 
the U-turn that was made on the 45% tax cut. Definitely the right decision. But at the same time, the UK and pretty much every other country don't like leaders to make mistakes. That U-turn was very problematic. And then after the U-turn, we had the Conservative Conference where there were lots of different rumours swirling on what might happen next. So again, at the moment, the trust in government is just really, really low. And we're feeling that in the economy. Do you share the bank's concerns of a material risk to the UK economy after Kwasi Kwarteng's mini-budget? You know, I really do. And I hope firstly that the 31st of October brings some monetary policy that will turn things around and restore trust in the government. I think there's now basically this choice to kind of control the pound, which means that we will have higher interest rates or for the Bank of England not to go ahead and increase rates. So we'll have lower rates, which means the pound will drop further towards parity. And I think at this stage, it's basically making a choice between those two bad choices. Do we increase interest rates, risk a recession? Do we keep interest rates lower and accept that inflation is going to be high for a while? What is a gilt and what is the difference between index linked debt and conventional long dated government bonds? So a gilt is just basically UK government liability and this gets issued by Treasury and it's listed on the stock exchange. And the term gilt basically is linked to the facts that the British government has never failed to make payments. So they're generally seen as a pretty safe bet. The conventional gilts um, or these kind of long form gilts will have a fixed payment that's due known as a coupon every six months until the maturity date when another payment is made. And then the difference between the conventional gilts, which is about 75% of the portfolio, I believe, is that the inflation-backed gilts will allow for accrued inflation that's taking place in the economy. So it's going to be adjusted for the circumstances that we're actually experiencing now. And I think for one of the first times in this repurchase that we've seen today, the index-linked debt has also been repurchased, which has been quite interesting. Yes, I'm uh, absolutely confident pensions are safe. The Bank of England is independent and undertaking its role and trying to bring some stability, uh, which it had done Uh, And uh, I'm not aware of the details of exactly what's happened this morning. The short briefing message I've had from Treasury is uh, it's a technical financial stability. That's Therese Coffey again, who says pensions are safe, are they? I think she has to say that because I think if somebody in the government came out and said your pension is doomed, I mean, that would be the end of our economy after all. I think, you know, the, the major impact at the moment is on defined benefit pensions, right? So these are really affected by the gilt market because the suppliers of these put in, in place investment strategies that rely on gilts for hedging, basically. The cost of hedging in recent days became very unmanageable because the gilt yields had got so high. So what Andrew Bailey has done today has absolutely calmed the pension market somewhat. The question is, will it stay calm? And that really does come down to what the government is going to do on the 31st of October and what they're going to say in terms of monetary policy. Otherwise, I fear that Andrew Bailey might find himself on the same roller coaster again. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, what does all this mean for your monthly bills? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Grace, what does all this mean for people's personal finances, rent, mortgages and energy bills? If it gets more expensive for the government to borrow money on markets, which basically is what happened over the the mini budget last month, it also gets more expensive for me as somebody who has a mortgage. It also gets passed on to people in terms of rent. And of course, the inflation is driving these um, increases in energy bills and nothing of what has happened today is going to help with that. So everything is going to get much more expensive for us unless the Bank of England and the government get it together and manage to calm the economy. If you think about it this way, when you borrow money, mortgage lenders pay a little bit of interest over the government. And they basically do that because the government are the guilt investors, so they always pay back, whereas it's always going to be risk for personal borrowing. So if the rate of the government borrowing goes up, it's also going to go up for mortgage holders. And if you're a landlord, the first thing you're going to do is pass that on to your tenants, which we're seeing already. You know, the increases in rents have been phenomenal. Again, linked to the fact that it's really hard to get a mortgage to convert in a house. So if you are somebody who is renting now, it's very worrying for you because your rent could go up. But at the same time, if you're somebody coming off a fixed rate mortgage, it's a very worrying time for you because your mortgage rate is going to go up. So at the moment, everything is getting more expensive. And unfortunately, wages aren't keeping pace with it. So people are feeling much higher levels of financial distress as compared to last year. Why is the government stalling on releasing the OBR guidance? I mean, I feel, which is probably the worst thing to say today, that they just have no consensus on what to do next, essentially. So, you know, when they came out with the mini budget, all signs where they were saying that they were going to give more back to people who are higher income and are are wealthier. They've already reversed on the 45% tax bracket. There's pressure to reverse on some of the other policies that have disproportionate gains for rich people as compared to poor. What would be wonderful is for the government to come out and really put in place a safety net to help people this winter in terms of putting food on the table, being able to pay rent. We already have the energy, which probably doesn't go far enough for people on the lowest of the distribution. And to do that, how are we going to get the money? Well, usually it comes from taxing the wealthy and increasing taxes. And there's a huge reluctance from the government to do that. So I'm guessing that there's a lot of big discussions happening inside Westminster. And I really hope that they get to the right point where people who will have trouble to buy food, to pay rent and to do the other basic necessities are going to fall short unless the government's steps up to do something. And is there money to do something? So there isn't. So I guess it's a choice between either more borrowing, which isn't attractive, or reversing on the policies that the government have already put in place and taxing people on the higher end of the distribution. There's some other policies that people might want to consider, such as one-off wealth taxes on housing, one-off wealth taxes full stop. You could think about having the windfall taxes on the energy company, which has previously been ruled out by the government. So everything that I've said are policies that the government haven't lent towards or actually have lent backwards from. So at the moment, there isn't any money. And the 
the question is, where is that going to come from? And unless there's again a change of mind in the terms of policy that this government are going to bring to the people, it feels like it's going to rely on borrowing again. How did you assess current demand at food banks during your latest drop-off? I've dropped off food before and never seen people and the queues are incredibly longer. The type of people who are there aren't my who you be, would be expecting to see at, at food banks. We know of um, anecdotal evidence already that people who are in jobs that you would expect to be able to stand the increases in prices, such as teaching jobs, working in restaurants, driving um, cars, full-time hours, often lots of overtime, are really struggling to eat and, and, and are turning to food banks. So the importance of people actually giving if they can at this moment in time. But it really does kind of show the failure of government to one, protect the most vulnerable and two, protect the widening inequality that's coming between the people at the high end of the income distribution and the low end of the income distribution. You know, one of the big things that's happening in the background is a shaping of the labour market because of the fourth industrial revolution where jobs are being automated, there's downward pressure on low-income jobs and there's upward pressure on high-income jobs. And the government are not speaking about this. They're not speaking about how to capture the rents from technology. They're not speaking about how to reduce that inequality by increasing taxes for people who are on the highest income and making things easier for people who are on the lowest income. And I think that's really where we need to get to. Finally, Grace, thanks as always. Um, Any rumours, thoughts or hopes you can share about the Halloween budget? I think there's nothing consistent. So I don't feel that we have a rumour where I would be willing to place a bet on what will happen. I think my hope really is that there will be some turning around on the taxation policies that came out in the mini budget, that there will be more relief given to people at the bottom end of the distribution and that at the top end of the distribution, we'll be thinking about other ways in which we can capture the rents. And for me, I think that comes from potentially windfall taxes against firms, pressure on financial institutions that are going to do incredibly well this year because of the the interest rate increase on mortgages on loans to make sure that they're giving liquidity to people who need it at this moment in time and also giving amnesties to people who can't afford to pay. I'm optimistic to the sense that I think if we see each other in about this time next year, that if we get monetary policy right on the 31st of October, that inflation will have calmed. But that transition period really needs the right actors, both in the government, who we've been talking about, but also in industry to come together. You know, supermarkets making super normal profit can fix prices. As I said, banks can give liquidity and all across people can be more willing to share profits that might be coming true if they're in the position to do so with their workers essentially so that we keep we keep as many people as possible financially secure this winter there's more on this story in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back tomorrow at 4 p.m Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.